0: I'm your host, Jalou Piccolo, and with this podcast, I'll be helping you create connections and build respectful relationships with your readers so you can promote yourself authentically and sell your work effectively. I want to show you that creating an author brand, managing your social media presence, designing and running an author newsletter, and marketing your work doesn't have to be overwhelming, uncomfortable, or time-consuming. And in fact, it can actually be a lot of fun. Don't believe me? Stick around, you'll see. Something I hear often is how much authors hate marketing. In fact, in an email conversation this week, one of my editing clients signed off with the comment, and I quote Keep your marketing made easier podcasts coming because even though I'm sure that marketing is of undeniable benefit, it is a subject I truly hate. Now, I know a lot of you feel this way. I also know that when you think of the marketing tools you need to market and sell your children's or young adult books, most of the time you're thinking of social media and that to grow an audience you need to be on all the social media platforms or have a lucrative ad budget and learn how to make Facebook ads or set up complicated sales funnels to help you promote your book. I'm here today to tell you there is a fun, creative, easy marketing tool that you can learn to use, which also happens to be one of the most important elements you need to market yourself and your work. This tool is one of my favorite marketing tools to teach and to coach authors about. And once you understand just how easy it is to set up and use, you might find yourself loving it just a little bit and looking forward to doing it more often. So, what am I talking about? What is this magic tool in your marketing toolkit that I'm waving in front of you like a cookie? It's the author newsletter. Now, I can actually hear you over the interwebs reaching for the stop button on your podcast player. And if you're not doing that, you're probably thinking something like, But I have social media. Why do I need a newsletter? I don't read newsletters. So, why would I write one? I barely have time for writing. I don't have time for a newsletter. I hear you. Those are all valid points. But let me list five important facts about newsletters for you to think about. Number one, you don't own your social media followers. If you spend months connecting with people on Instagram and they change the rules or they close the platform down, you've lost those connections. You're basically renting space on social media, whereas your newsletter subscribers are yours for as long as they've subscribed to your newsletter. Number two, there aren't any pesky algorithms messing with your visibility in newsletters. On Instagram, for example, only 7 to 10% of your followers even see your posts, whereas you know that 100% of your email subscribers are receiving your newsletters. Number three, when people make the decision to subscribe to your newsletter, they're basically giving you permission to email them, and are telling you that they want to hear from you. This is a precious group of loyal readers or potential superfans and customers that you can contact with the click of a button to share some of your goodness, promote your books, or ask for reviews, and they've given you permission to do that. Number four, your newsletter is an extension of you. It's one of the best ways for you to build superfans. Those people who love what you do, are inspired by you, have read all of your books and look forward to reading what you're writing next. Number five, writing a newsletter is fun. It's a creative writing project you can use to deliver value to the people who are interested in you and your books. A newsletter isn't clickbait or a cold, tiled showroom where you sell, sell, sell. It's a place where you get to invite subscribers into your home for a cozy chat. What are you going to chat about? Well, anything you like. Maybe you'll share links to articles or videos you think other people will enjoy, give them sneak peeks into your current writing project, book recommendations, what you did at the weekend, or just share a photo of your sleeping upside down dog. You're a children's or YA author. You're a creative. You can create something that is engaging, fun, and imbibed with the essence of you. That's what you do every day. So to sum up, your newsletter isn't a marketing tool to help you sell books. It's a tool that will help you create deeper connections with readers, which has a greater possibility of leading to actual sales at some point down the line. In fact, it has a greater possibility of leading to sales than any other marketing tool out there. Think about that for a second. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the three elements that you need to set up your author newsletter and get started creating these connections. The first thing you need is an email service provider or an ESP. You may have heard names like MailChimp, Flowdesk, Bravo, MailerLite. There are a lot of them out there and it's easy to become quickly overwhelmed when trying to choose one. So I suggest you look for an ESP in terms of the following three elements. You want to find an ESP that is easy to embed in your website. This is going to be the place where people go to actually subscribe for your newsletter, so having an embedded sign-up place is going to be key. Finding an ESP that makes that process easy is going to be very important. You want to make sure that it's easy to design and distribute your newsletter, so choose an ESP that makes it easy for you to format, prepare and send out your newsletter. Some are easier than others. Find out about cost. All ESPs have free options or free trials to see if they work for you, but you also want to consider what it is that you can pay every month in order to sustain your newsletter when you start getting a lot of subscribers and have to start paying. The second element to consider when starting a newsletter is how you're going to get people to sign up. There are a lot of names for this step. Freebies, newsletter incentive, opt-ins, carrots, cookies, they're all the same thing. But what are they? They're basically free downloads that you provide for your newsletter subscribers when they actually subscribe to your newsletter. You may be wondering why you need to do this, and here's my answer to that question. I often see author websites with a button inviting readers to sign up to a newsletter, and above that button, there's a sentence that says something like, subscribe to my newsletter for updates. I always stop and think, updates of what? That sounds vague, and it doesn't sound very interesting. When and how often will I be getting these vague updates? The thing is that the world is a noisy place right now, and promising vague updates isn't enough incentive to get people to actually give you their email address. But if you give subscribers something they can actually use, learn from, or enjoy, then they'll feel like they're making a fair trade. Their email address for this great thing they really want that you're offering them. So what can this freebie be? Well, what it's not is something that you send in the post. <laughs> it's not a physical product, but rather something they can download from their computer, their smartphone or their iPad. It can be a free sneak peek into your next book or some sample chapters or a worksheet or fun character quiz or something valuable that will save them time. For example, I have quite a few different freebies that people can choose from when they decide to sign up to the Kidlitter Letter which is my newsletter. I have a list of 44 children's and teen magazines looking for writers, a rhyming starter kit for kidded authors who want to learn how to write poetry or a rhyming picture book, a book marketing starter kit, and even a beta reader worksheet you can give children to fill out when you ask them to be to read your book. And I'll put a link to these freebies in the show notes if you want to go and have a look at them. And last, the third thing you need to organize when you start your newsletter is a solid plan. Now, that sounds as vague as sign up to my newsletter for updates. So let me explain. This plan involves two elements. Number one, think about how often you can realistically send out a newsletter in order to be consistent because consistency is key. If this is something that's brand new to you, start with once a month. And then as it becomes more of a habit, you can increase the number to twice a month or even once a week if you feel up to it. But whatever you decide to do, make sure that you choose an option that is sustainable for you for the long term. Basically, ask yourself, what is realistic for me? And number two, I'm willing to bet that one of your biggest questions about this newsletter project is, what will I talk about? The good news is that you already have a whole lot to talk about. Think about what you already have in terms of content. Maybe you write a blog, or have some really great social media content that you share, or you have research information that you used in the past when writing a book. All of these things are a great way to get started. And if you've decided that you'll be doing a monthly newsletter, that's only 12 topics that you have to come up with. You're a writer. You can come up with 12 things to talk about, can't you? Now, I know that I've thrown a lot of information at you in one podcast episode today. And you're probably scrambling for cover. Do not panic. I'm going to be talking about starting an author newsletter over the next few episodes to make it easier for you. I'm also in the process of creating a starter course for kidlit author newsletter newbies, which will be available later on this year. So sign up to my newsletter to make sure you don't miss the announcement when it comes out. I'll put a link to my newsletter and all the freebies I mentioned in the show notes. Thank you for spending your precious writing time with me, Lou Piccolo at Kidlit Marketing Made Easier. I'm excited that you're growing your audience and I'm honored to be a part of that growth. Would you leave a review? Just scroll down to the bottom of the episode, hit the stars and write a comment about how this episode has helped you, which helps the podcast get seen by other writers. Thank you for being here and I'll see you next time.